This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. That was crazy. Tell me how you really feel. It's okay. I burped like that all the time. In high school, um, my teacher told me I burped like a truck driver. Oh, my God. You know, somebody once told me that I should be a truck driver. It was one of my haters when I was chosen as a Nick Jonas ambassador. She said I was a fake fan and that I should take a truck driver job because that's all I'm good for. Okay. Her name was Emily. Elitist. That's classist. Yeah. Um, Fuck her. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're not here to talk about our burps or our big ears or truck driver jobs. We are here. I am here. Welcome back to Seeing Other People. Hey, guys, it's Alana. This is the weirdest intro I've ever done. Um, Um, All my intros are weird. I'm definitely rubbing (laughs) off on you. But we are here with... Oh my god. Okay, we are we here with this. we are here with Caitlin Kelly from What the Fuck's Up Pod. Caitlin, what the fuck's up? Oh my god, you know it's so funny. I when I first started, I would always ask guests that and I've stopped. I need to start it again. What the fuck is up? That is a good question. Um I'm just chilling here. I had a good weekend. It was really fun. I day drank on Saturday, so I wasn't hungover and got a lot of stuff done Sunday. Just Living the life, doing the grind, you know, all the things. I love it. I'm glad to hear it. Now you ask what the fuck's up with you, Alana. I know. What the fuck's up with you, Alana? Oh, my God. I'm so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, conversations go two ways. Who knew? (laughs) About four minutes ago, my alarm went off. um, And might I add that it is 11, 12 p.m. That was my (laughs) alarm from my 10-minute nap that I attempted. You guys... Dog parenting is exhausting. It's I, also 1 12 p.m. But what did I say? 11 12 p.m. 11 12. I was like, that would be a really late recording. <laughs> I can't, I, I'm not well. I um, think that actually proves your point, though. So, yes, yeah, I'm 
exhausted. Like I, for those of you who are just catching up, I got a new dog. His name is Barkley. He so is cute. absolutely freaking adorable. Follow him so at Little so Barkley cute. Big World. Oh, <laughs> he is amazing, but he, we're trying to crate train him. And by we, I mean me, and he <laughs> is not a fan of the crate and he barks and cries all night long. So mm. I was up all night. And then finally he decided to take a little nap around 7 a.m. So I got to take a little nap around 7 a.m. And then mm. I woke up at 9 a.m. And I was like, holy shit, Barkley's late for school. Because he just <laughs> he just started school yesterday, which is training. So I overslept. And it was my fault that he was late for school, even though it was his fault for keeping me up at night. And I'm just like, oh my God, is this what parenting is going to be like? Yes, it is. Um, I was telling Alana for your listeners, I had a similar experience. I got my dog almost a year ago now, which is crazy. And thank God I had people helping me at the time. I do now too, but like mostly half and half different people. But um, thank God I had help at the time because I just for like two to three weeks, I would say was totally like, usually my podcast is like the total focus. I could not, I did not have time to focus on it because I was just like dog mom was like the only thing on my mind. It's an adjustment period. It really is. So I feel your pain. It's like being a new mom. And, um, I mean, Lila had a little bit of a different adjustment period because she's, uh, she was a foster and I adopted Mm -hmm. her. So it was more like, getting over her triggers and like getting her used to everything because she's from Texas. So she was like, what in rural Texas? So she was very confused by the city, but I was lucky in that there wasn't that much in terms of like training or crate training or, you know, potty training, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and as someone who has like dogs hat and has had dogs where I've had to do that in the past, it's, it's a trip. It's a lot of work. It is. And I will say what makes me even feel more like a a new single mom is that when I'm taking him to school, I'm behind the school buses and I see all the moms at the bottom of their driveways bringing their kids onto the bus. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm literally doing the same thing. My kid is just fluffy. <laughs> my, kid is, my kid is fluffier than yours. Wait, yep. this is actually so funny. So basically, since I've had Delilah, well, two things. First of all, I don't know, since I've had her, you know, it's been the pandemic. So, and then like the summer, so there hasn't been a lot of like school traffic. And then when there was more school traffic, I feel like I was sleeping in way more than one should, but now I'm like on a regular schedule school's back, you know, school's back forever. That just got the song in my head. School's School's back from summer. Back for Yeah. From summer. I think for school's (laughs) out. For summer, summer. schools out forever. We just how many blondes and red does it take to remember lyrics? Um, What are are we talking about today? (laughs) No, but basically, yeah, cheating. This is this is so on topic. But no, basically, I found out recently because of the first day of school that Delilah is terrified of groups of children. Oh no! She literally these children weren't even trying to like say hi to her. They were too like wrapped up in their first day of school photos but they were like maybe six or so. Delilah was pulling me as if there was a terrorist attack. Like it was oh next Oh my level. God. Yeah. Oh, Delilah. I know. She's so funny. I, I find out new things about her every day, but I'm like, I might have to put her on anxiety meds because w- this would is Would you little- say she was anxious in the way that she would be if she found out you were cheating on her? <gasps> 
Wow, look at that. Um, like yeah, because she, as someone who, believe it or not, for this episode was cheated on, um, I do think that you, like when you first find out, you go super into fight or flight mode. And she was very much in that mode. So, yeah. yes. yes. Well, with that transition, everybody, on <laughs> and done, Caitlin Kelly, seeing Woo! other people, what the fuck's up, pod? We are here today <laughs> to talk about something that hopefully has not happened to you. Hopefully you have not experienced, but unfortunately the majority of us almost have, yeah. uh, not the majority, but, but we did do a lot of polls and get some good stats and yeah, we're going to talk all about cheating today. Um, some of us have been cheated on. Some of us have cheated on people. Some of us have experienced cheating in multiple situations and it's really something that hasn't been fully discussed on seeing other people. And I am really excited to get into the conversation. Um, part of the reason that Caitlin and I are doing this together is we both have experiences being cheated on and we are going to share those later. Wow. I feel like I just totally switched gears. Like one part of my brain was working five minutes for the, like the last five minutes. And now I'm like, okay, it's podcast move. <laughs> no, this is amazing. You got to have the mix. Yeah. Do it for the people. Do it for the people. So um, I want to start off by saying that like, if you have cheated, we're not here to shame you. Okay. Like that it's something that happens. It's something that happens in a lot of relationships. And, uh, for one reason or another, it happens, it happened, like it's okay. Um, and I think there's actually a lot that you guys can get out of this episode too. If you've never been cheated on, definitely listen to this episode. You never know what could happen or even hopefully it doesn't happen to you. But even if it happens to a friend or something, it's always good to get a little more insight into their experience so that you can better support them. Um, but this isn't, sorry to cut you off. This isn't like excusing it per se, but I do think every situation is different. Um, so yeah, definitely don't want to turn off the listeners who have been on the other side of it. This is just our experience. Absolutely. So let's kick it off by going through some of the poll results. So before recording this episode, I put a bunch of polls on the seeing other people's story. If you're not following, definitely throw a follow to at seeing other people on Instagram so you can play along in the future. Um, we got about 500 votes for each and wow. I'm going to make Go, you, I'm going to make you guess the results for each Me? one. Okay. Yeah. So the first no, one, the listeners, <laughs> we're recording I mean, with the listeners in, yeah. in spirit, in spirit. In spirit. Yeah. Um, so listeners and Caitlin, what do you think the results were for? Have you ever been cheated on? Yes or no. What do you think is the majority? Um, definitely. Yes. And I'm going to give it like a strong 70 to 80%. That would be, that would make me really, really, really sad. Um, is that wrong? I don't want to say I'm happy to report that it's not that high, but, um, <laughs> the majority did say yes, but it was okay. a close majority. It was 52% said yes, 48% no. So 52% <laughs> of people who voted on this poll, seeing other people, listeners have been cheated on. Okay. I'm sorry, but I'm, I feel like that reveals something about me. I'm so jaded. I'm like 80. You're like 50. (laughs) (laughs) You're like 100%. Like, wait, there's people who haven't been cheated on? What? Never Um, heard of it. (laughs) The next question was, if you have been cheated on, did you end up forgiving your partner or was it over? Um, It was over. Yeah. 75% of people said it was over. 25% of people did forgive. Um, I followed that up with, if you forgave, did it work out or was it ultimately a lost cause? 
Um, just gonna go back for a second. I remind me in my story because I have an interesting, I kind of ended up on both sides of that pool. So mm, just okay. yeah, a little teaser, yeah, we'll y'all. Get into that. Okay, Ooh, wait, what was tuned. the next one? Stay tuned. If you did forgive them, did it work out or was it ultimately a lost cause? Lost cause. <laughs> yeah. 92% of people said it was a lost cause. Um, Always. So Trust keep- is really important. I, yeah. Like, again, not to shame the people who it did work out, like, cheers to you. But I think trust is something that once you lose it, it's really hard to repair. Yeah, I completely agree. That was perfectly said. And it's something where unless like, I feel like with forgiveness, it, it's two part. Like you can say that you forgive somebody, but deep down in your heart and in your head, do you truly wholeheartedly forgive them? Or are you just saying that maybe to help them feel better about the situation or to try and normalize things and get back on track versus yeah. do you actually truly forgive the person? And I think yeah. that's, it's really important to kind of differentiate the two and, and know in your heart, what you're really doing when you approach forgiveness. I totally agree. And I do think we were talking about like the fight or flight kind of reaction. And I do think a lot of people's gut reaction is to like hold on to it because when you're cheated on, it kind of takes away the agency and control that you have over the relationship. So in this weird paradoxical way, it feels like you're regaining that control if you're able to like salvage it. So I think a lot of people's gut reaction is like, I have to make it work still. But then mm-hmm. once they kind of get past that initial phase, they realize like, it's not, it's not worth the pain. Yeah. Cause it, it is just kind of constant pain, you know? Yep. <laughs> and I, it's like, you want to get back to the way things were, but I'd say nine out of 10 times, which is true based on these results. Like it's, it's truly impossible to, um, okay. I asked for those who have been cheated on, did you have a feeling that the person was cheating on you? So this was interesting when I saw this posted, I was kind of surprised. I don't know if I was one of the first or one of the last people to vote or somewhere in the middle. Um, but I was surprised because it was kind of like split about whether people knew or not, I definitely had a feeling. I feel like a lot of women in particular have like a sixth sense about this, not to exclude the male listeners, but I would say maybe a little on the side of like a little smaller majority knew. So it ended up coming out to 73%. Yes, it did have a feeling that they were being cheated on, which... Yeah. I mean, I think, I think sometimes we do have gut feelings and, and our intuition is telling us something. And in this case, we often try and push it away because we don't want it to be true. Mm. Or you like gaslight yourself or they (laughs) gaslight you. But a lot of the time you like kind of try to, you know, not believe yourself because especially again, for women, this is generalizing because I am a woman and it's my experience, but, um, there's this kind of like, I mean, I, I gaslit myself and was a little gaslit. Sorry, you know who, but um, we're on good terms now, but it is, it's the truth. But, um, but I think there's also this idea of like the cool girl, the chill girlfriend, whatever, and you don't want to be, and there is a fine line because you don't want to be projecting things or kind of manifesting things and you don't want to be the girlfriend who's like overly controlling or always assuming the worst. 
Um, but at the same time, like, you know, you gotta trust your gut feelings because we have more, um, abilities than I think we realize in that area, I would say. Definitely. And those gut feelings are there kind of to protect yourself and and protect your heart. My question for you, and I, I, I just thought of this a minute ago, and I don't even know what my answer is, but would you rather have a feeling that the person was cheating or just find out with no warning, not knowing anything and just suddenly one day find out? That's hard because I think part of my process was it was really hard to know that I had a feeling and that I was being told that feeling wasn't legitimate and was therefore telling myself the feeling wasn't legitimate. Like that added to my anger a lot at the time, I think. That being said, I hate nothing more than being like caught off guard in an unpleasant way. All of a surprise party, but not a a surprise (laughs) cheating on. So I think I'd still rather have the gut feeling because at least like I'm right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's true. That's true. I feel that. I I really don't know because for me, it's like that gut feeling. I know how much anxiety that would cause me. But then it'd Mm. also be like, like if I found out right now that Jake was cheating on me, I'd I'd be like, what the actual fuck like I'd be like no you're joking you would never he <laughs> listens to everything um I mean never knock on wood but I I don't think so I have a gut feeling that that's not gonna happen all right but we're just, trusting our gut feeling yes definitely we have to but um does that mean that you did not know or have a gut feeling then in your situation oh I had I had the the biggest gut feeling okay I was like that I was like sound like 120 percent certain <laughs> in my situation that it was happening but then I was being gaslit and manipulated to believe that I was crazy for thinking that we'll yeah. get to that later it's a it's a common move <laughs> I times. swear to god these guys like I don't know if it's like they're all just like I don't know like cheering each other on in some way or if they just all read the same book on how to master manipulating it's wild how like textbook it gets i will say yep all right the next question is um did the person cheating on you come clean on their own or did you catch them catch always especially if they're gaslighting you like come on yeah so 74 percent of people who voted on this said that they caught their partner cheating on them um and i have i asked how did you find out you were being cheated on and holy shit caitlin the results are crazy the responses i'm i can imagine i only I wrote down, you like screenshot them to me i'm so interested well i'm gonna read them to you is what okay, i'm gonna that do works too. <laughs> i only wrote down like half of them but i'm gonna yeah. just like like bullet off read them off because they're crazy and then mm-hmm. Just, just we'll go over some of them later. Um, a mutual friend saw it and texted me the next morning. He tried to deny it first. I walked in on it. I bumped into them together. Wait, these My are best different friend, ones. Right? These are all different ones. Okay. Yeah. My best friend told me because it was her other best friend. I made his Oof. Facebook a long time ago. I was going to post something funny and then a DM popped up. <sighs> yeah. He added her on Facebook and then I found her on Instagram. And I I just want to call out a lot of a lot of these are saying he I want to remind everyone that like 70 something percent of my followers and listeners are female. So it it is not just guys that cheat. There are a lot of girls that do as well and and anybody of any gender. But in this case, yeah, in this case, it is definitely skewed. Um, So let's not do the whole like fuck guys thing because like Mm -hmm. we're all capable of it. Um, All right. His boss came by our place during his shift and let me know. What a homie. Respect. Imagine. 
Um, <laughs> wait, this is the next one I think is the craziest. Her and I both sat in the waiting room when he was rushed to the hospital. Oh my God. So he had like two girlfriends. Jesus. Yeah. Wait, I think you should ask. I don't know if it's too late, um, but it would be interesting to know because it's part of my story. Like if people ever felt like they were like, quote unquote, shooting the messenger or getting mad mm. at the person who told them, because that kind of like, I wasn't mad at the person who told me, but I was definitely like, get away. Like I need to process this and I don't want you here. Like it, it totally wasn't her fault and she was doing me such a favor. And I, you know, once I like came to realize that, but there's something that feels, even if it's not the intention, a bit like voyeuristic about people getting involved in it, especially when it's like in person where I was like, I don't need you to see this very like personal devastating moment. So I almost got like a little mad, even though like, obviously it's not her fault and she was doing me a favor. So. Yeah. That's a really good point that I'm glad you brought up. And, and that's something we can definitely talk about later is like, if you know, someone's cheating, like how should you tell them and and what should you say? And should you get involved as your place? Um, Cause that, that's always a really controversial topic. Um, all right. Continuing on. The girl told me parentheses. She was my best friend. She's, I don't understand how all these, okay. Got a drunk, got a phone call. He got drunk and told me strange behavior. (laughs) Drunk drunk him like admitted. He's like, it's like Jekyll and Hyde, Yeah, but Hyde or Jekyll actually ended up being the good one. Like the drunk one. So weird. Strange behavior led me to invade his privacy and see it on his phone. Is that strange behavior, though, or is that smart behavior? Another um, controversial one. Well, I guess his, no, his strange behavior led uh, this person to be it. smart and invade his privacy okay, um, with reason. Started with a gut feeling, then found naked pictures and emails on his phone. I would Yikes. die. I would um, literally, I don't know if I, uh, forgiveness is hard, but that would, that would jolt me. Yeah. Uh, they gave me an STI. Kill. Rough. <laughs> the electric chair. Rough. <laughs> Found her stuff at his place. Oof. I'm getting so mad. Uh. <laughs> Wait, this one's good. <laughs> he fell asleep on New Year's Eve and someone texted him. I thought it was his mom checking in. So I looked, but it was the girl he was cheating with. I wish I had never looked. Oh, God. Dark. These are I'm horror so sorry, stories. you guys. Yeah, these are... Yeah. People are wild. Um, Google Maps location sharing. You know what I think we should take away from this, though? For people considering cheating or cheating currently, like, no offense, but it's always going to come out. Like, yes. it's just... It's... Like, you might as well get ahead of it. So one of these horrible situations doesn't scar your significant other for life. Yep. Um... Happened to look at her while we were sitting by a fire and she was looking at a not safe for work picture he sent. <laughs> like while they were all together, people while they were together. So dumb. I know. Um, the toothbrush under the sink was suspicious. <laughs> I love that one. That's I mean, I'm sorry to laugh at your trauma, but that's funny. <laughs> he told me he kissed his god sister. Okay, that's creepy, like medieval. That's a whole vibes. other slew of problems. Yeah, he he sounds like a whole bag of weird. So yep. You you dodged a bullet there, sis. <laughs> His mom called me and told me. 
Oh my God. I, we have to talk about moms, moms because moms are always moms. No, they're, yep. they're homies. I feel like I've been like, just as this is a, this is a stretch, but true. I feel like I've been equally close with, at least in the period when we're dating, my significant other's mom as yeah. with my own, like oh my God. that level. It's yeah. True. Um, the girl showed up at my house pregnant. <laughs> what? At that point, I'd be like, take him. Yeah, he's all yours. He's yours, babe. Like, baby daddy, not mine. I'm so glad I'm not the one. You know, I feel worse for the girl who's pregnant in a way. I mean, yeah, that's so tough because also it's like, who knows? I mean, you could be married at that point and then he shows up, but pregnant. like who, who knows what that, the backstory to that situation was, but it's like, that is not a situation you want to be involved in. Nobody from, wants from to any be side. Like, nobody, nobody's happy. Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. <laughs> nobody's um, safe. All right. We got a few more. Um, I found the used condom on my side of the bed. Interesting. So maybe they weren't using condoms then. That's, you know, that's like, I mean, you already read this one where someone said they got an STI, but that's another thing that like really gets me about cheating. I think other than, you know, all the trust being broken, all the, you know, classic things, it's like, it's putting your health and your sexual health in danger. And I find that really not okay. Yeah, I completely agree. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? It is so normal, but it's not talked about and it makes all of us going through it feel really alone and frustrated. And I'm one of those women and I have been so self-conscious about my hair thinning and shedding for so long. That is why I'm eternally grateful that I found Nutrafol last year. And honestly, I wish I had tried it sooner. When my team asked me recently if I wanted to team up with Nutrafol, I have never said yes to something faster. Nutrafol has become a part of my routine that I can't live without because of how much it's helped me and I truly could not recommend it more highly. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And it is so easy to start your hair journey. You can take the hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root cause. Because everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth doesn't cut it. That's why Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow throughout different stages, as well as for different lifestyles like plant-based diets. And I know, I know, it can be hard to commit long-term to doing something every single day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription required, free shipping, and automatic delivery ensures that you'll never miss a day. And you'll see results in three to six months. If I can do it, so can you. It's kind of funny that I'm recording this right now as I'm literally about to go get a haircut because my hair is probably the longest it's ever been right now and my hair never used to grow. But now it does and it's really all thanks to Nutrafol. Plus, I am so grateful to be going into my wedding feeling confident about my hair and that is definitely not something I expected to be able to say before starting Nutrafol. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners a $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. 
You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people, listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I'm not just a girl on the go these days. I am a chicken running around with its head cut off. Two podcasts, wedding planning, wedding attending, dog momming, traveling, and trying to eat well, move my body, and stay sane all at once is not a recipe for success. That's why I've turned to my recipe masters, aka Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat meals that taste delicious, make me feel good, and take a major thing off of my to-do list. Factor's meals are pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved and there are more than 35 options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, veggie, and more. Guys, I seriously can't say enough good things about Factor's meals. They take two minutes to heat up, which means I can pop them in the microwave between recordings, or I can grab a ready-made smoothie from the fridge on my way to a workout class, or I can even have dinner ready for me and Jake after a really long day of work without lifting a finger. It has changed so much and has really made me feel like there's one thing I need to worry about. And I feel good after eating the meals. Like they're so delicious and nutritious. You can order as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. And you can pause or reschedule whenever you need, which has been really helpful for me with on and off traveling that I've had over the last few months and over the next few months. And you guys know I love when things make sense financially and factor meals are less expensive than takeout. So you save money and you don't have to go anywhere to pick them up. Factors roasted garlic butter salmon and their tomato basil chicken risotto are two of my favorites that I keep ordering on repeat, but honestly, every single one of their meals has lived up to the hype. And of course, we are hooking you guys up. Head to factormeals.com slash seeingotherpeople50 and use code seeingotherpeople50 to get 50% off. That's code seeingotherpeople50 at factormeals.com slash seeingotherpeople50 to get 50% off. Um, yeah. And then the last one I'll, I'll read is condoms were disappearing from our box, but we were not using them. So I confronted him. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, on the flip side of that, I asked people, how did being cheated on impact you long-term? I'll, I'll zip through these. Um, there were probably like 30 responses that said something along the lines of trust issues, um, Mm. and not being able to trust anyone anymore, not being able to trust men. Um, it took me a long, it took me a long time to disassociate his behavior from my worth. 11 years later, I still have insecurities about mobile phones. I can't trust any new relationship. I expect them to go badly before they begin. Ruined me. Insecurity is low self-esteem, all of that. Skeptical of everyone and everything. I feel like I'm always looking at their social media feeds. If I have an off feeling, I don't trust at all. 
paranoid, insanely self-sufficient, and hard time letting people do anything for me, afraid to date again. I don't know who to trust, especially when I think someone is a good and honest person and I could be wrong. It's hard for me to open up to someone even though I'm interested. Made me feel like I was never enough. My default is to assume that every man I ever date will cheat on me. This is so sad. I understand. And I went through that for a while. So I totally hear and have empathy for that. What I will say, and this is very fresh on my mind, um, shout out Amy Chan. I know you've had her on as well. She has a lot of really good advice for this. So listen to our, you know, individual episodes with her if you're interested in like kind of repairing these kinds of, you know, patterns that you're bringing into or these preconceived notions you're bringing into future relationships or kind of like letting happen to yourself. I mean, if you think about it, like if obviously like listening to all these in a row is triggering even for me, you know, where I feel like I'm in a good place with it now, thankfully. But, um, but I think it's so humanizing to hear how, you know, universal it is. Like it really isn't personal. It isn't about you. Oftentimes I'm sure, you know, once we get to this part, like oftentimes it's about the person cheating. Um, and so, you know, and you don't want to do yourself, um, what's the opposite of a favor? You don't want to do yourself a disservice by cutting yourself off from future relationships by dragging the past in. So I would really encourage people to, you know, find resources. Amy's a great one, but whatever works for you um, to kind of get past that and give yourself a clean slate and give others a clean slate. Yeah, absolutely. I I couldn't agree more with everything that you just said. And especially like the giving yourself and others a clean slate. I know sometimes we're really hard on ourselves because we're like, oh, like we should have known better. We let this happen to us. It's it's our fault, but it's not, mm-hmm. you know? And and yeah. the same thing on on the flip side is like, not every person you meet is going to be the person that did this to you and hurt you like that. And you owe it to yourself and to that per- the new person to be able to give them a clean slate and and the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And it it does take a while to get there. Um, and also like, I mean, I know Alana were similar in this respect, but I also think, you know, what you said about being hard on yourself. Um, like I've, I've felt that way where I also, I think people who are hardest on themselves can be hard on others too. So just bearing that in mind that, you know, you're holding yourself to a standard. This is like cheating aside, like, Maybe you're you're putting too much on the other person, so be careful. Yeah. These are for the new people, not the cheaters, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, let's get into the cheaters, and then we'll get into your story. How's that okay. sound? That sounds cool. great. So I'll just read the answers. We don't have to guess for this one. Um, but have you ever cheated on somebody? 28% said yes, 72% no. Again, the numbers are very different from the, have you ever been cheated on? Um, I I do like to remind everyone that oftentimes people who are listening to a dating podcast are people who are trying to like work on themselves and do a lot of self-reflection and and better themselves. So it might not necessarily be like, I don't know. That's not the percentage of people in the world who have cheated. Um, Also like you think about like going to the doctor and how many drinks you say you have a week. Like I feel like maybe not everyone wants to cop to it. So totally. yeah. Yeah. Um, If yes. Okay. So these are all for people who were the cheaters. Did you still want to stay in your relationship or was it already over and your way out? Um, Over and your way out. 
71% of people said it was already over and it was their way out. Um, so only 29% of people cheated with the intention of continuing their current relationship and, and continuing to make that work. Um, this one was interesting. Did you cheat because of an emotional connection or just physical? It was, it was pretty close. It was 42% emotional, 58% physical. Yeah. Um, Oof, emotional cheating with physical cheating is tough. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You, the, the double whammy is, is brutal. <laughs> um, did you tell Shivers. your partner, did they catch you 70% told, which is interesting. Um, 30% caught. I wouldn't have guessed that. Me either at all. Yeah. Um, but I will say the the next question I asked does kind of make sense with that percentage. So I asked if you cheated, how did you feel when you were doing it? Bad. <laughs> Similarly to how there were a lot of trust issues responses for the people who were cheated on, there were a ton of responses with every type of phrasing you could say that they felt guilty. Well, um, I think this also speaks to the fact that you have a very female-based listenership. Mm-hmm. I think girls, you know, in my personal experience, girls that I'm friends with or know who have cheated tend to feel a little more guilty. Yeah, I agree with that one. Um, all right, good but <laughs> awful. Terrible slash sad slash confused. Wasn't thinking. I felt justified because I was unhappy in my relationship. Okay, hot take. <laughs> guilty and awful, and I would never do it again. He cheated on me first, so I didn't feel too sorry. And numb in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, numb in the moment, horrible after. I was in an abusive relationship and it was an escape. Oh no. I'm Weirdly sorry. nothing at all. I had to I try I tried to end the relationship before I cheated. I only Damn. had myself in mind, guilt set in after, and I came clean immediately. I learned that cheating was not something I was into. I felt incredibly tense and stressed. I had mixed feelings. He had been absent for years and we were not intimate. I didn't realize what I was doing, but after I was done, I felt a huge sense of guilt. And then I also asked, how did cheating impact you long term? Um, It made me worry because you can get away with it. And I wonder if it'll happen to me. I really hated myself for a long time and still kind of do for what I did. I feel paranoid looking for signs that I once showed. It made me realize. It's so interesting how so many of these cheaters like (laughs) gave themselves trust. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Nobody wins, guys. Nobody wins. It made me realize it's not worth doing. Leave if you're unhappy. I felt like shit for a while. It also made me understanding of how it could happen. I went to therapy and have worked on a lot of emotional intelligence. Applause. It changed my outlook on relationships. It made me appreciate my relationship more. I'm now more honest about my feelings in a relationship. I learned how terrible it made me feel to do that to someone. I never want to do it again. Wow. Yep. Um, Yeah. That's, it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. Um, yeah, I think the takeaway, guys, is it's never really worth it. I think a lot of people try to justify it to themselves because they want a thrill or they want out. Um, like I have a friend who she was very clearly over the relationship for a while and I kept urging her to just like end it. Like this was years that she was saying things like, um, so like over X, you know, like mm-hmm. his, I'm not going to say his name either, obviously. And, um, and what I would say to her repeatedly, and I think this is something people should bear in mind who are considering cheating or cheating to have like empathy for is if you're over someone and you're 
you know, thinking shitty thoughts about them or telling your friends, like, I'm so over this relationship. Obviously, the abusive situation's, like, totally different. Um, That's really shitty. But uh, if you're just in a relationship you're kind of over or unhappy with, I mean, think about if you were in the other person's shoes and they're going around saying, like, oh, I'm so over Caitlin. I'm so over Lana. Like, so lame. This relationship's boring. Like, if someone's not into me and, like, they're saying shit like that about me, I'd so much rather they dump me than, like, be saying shit like that and then cheat on me. Like, no. And it's so funny and ironic because I feel like, a lot of the times she did end up cheating actually. Um, but I feel yeah. like a lot of the times it's used to avoid conflict um, when really it just creates so much more. I agree. It's also like, if you're saying this now, there's a pretty good, and you've like tried to to resolve whatever's going on in the relationship and you're just, you're over it. Like more often than not, you're not going to get back in it. You know, it's not going to work out and you're just, prolonging the inevitable and delaying mm-hmm. the inevitable. And it's like, you owe it to yourself to be able to move forward with your life. And you also owe it to the person that you're with, who you at one point did love, and you probably still do care for to set them free. And like, on on the flip side of that, for the person who is eventually going to get dumped and cheated on, like, let them like, you'd, they'd rather start healing sooner than later, you know, it's gonna suck. And it's gonna be heartbreaking. But it's, it's all a process. And it's just not fair to anyone involved. It's also not fair to the person that you're going to cheat with. To yeah, better to bite that. the bullet. Um, yeah, I totally agree. And also, like, time is precious. You know, why waste everyone's time? Um, yeah, I mean, the third party is a whole other. Yeah, that's a whole other episode. We can get in. Yeah, it <laughs> might be a whole other episode, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, let's open the can of worms about your situation. Okay. Why don't you walk me through what the relationship you were in and and what happened, what unfolded and and how it's impacted you. Yeah. So what was hard about my um, relationship and situation was I um, was someone who in high school and college had like a fair number of relationships. They weren't back to back. I like to emphasize it wasn't like I was just jumping from one to the other. They were spaced out. I had three serious college boyfriends and probably more than that in high school, but the high school ones were very like fleeting. Um, I didn't even lose my virginity until the last one. So a bit of a different scale, I'd say. Also in college, it's like you're on similar schedules. You can have sleepovers pretty much every night, no parents in the equation. So they just tend to be a bit more serious in nature, I've found for me personally. Um, so I was in my last college relationship. It was very different from the previous ones. I feel like I'd said, I love you before. And this is not to discredit the previous ones because I think I did think I was in love then, but like, this was my first like real love, I would say, um, where I like really felt it and felt like we were super compatible in a lot of ways. Um, I hate to like give him this credit, even though we're friends, but I do think, have you ever heard of a twin flame? Yes. I think we're like uh, twin flames for sure, which is for people who don't know, it's like when like 80 or 90% works out, but that remaining bit is just too toxic and turbulent where it just doesn't, it can't ever make sense. Um, Don't, 
update your twin flame. It'll end up in flames as the name suggests, but, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's interesting for sure. Anyways, we were dating outside of school as well. We were long distance and he cheated on me actually, which I don't know if I've talked about this before, but he cheated on me pretty early on. Um, and I was still so infatuated in the relationship. I had been cheated on before once in high school, which is a whole other story and podcast. But, um, so that was very much typically a, like a deal breaker for me, but I kind of let my own standards go in that I, um, I had a really bad concussion the summer before, like the summer after my senior year, we had started dating like November or no, that's not true. We started hooking up the November of my senior year and we started officially dating like around Valentine's day. So this was probably July or August. Um, I had had a really bad concussion and I was like out for the count. I, I was for at least a month, like I couldn't like I could hardly like speak, which sounds crazy. Like I couldn't get across points. I was crying all the time because like I was just so jumbled and emotionally off and he was supportive, but I can imagine that that wasn't super fun for him to deal with and like not really a summer vibe either. Um, so I kind of, so the first time he cheated, it was with his ex. He claims and to this day claims it was just like, a make out and it was her forcing him herself on him. I don't know if I believe that, but like, I just don't want to know at this point. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Um, so that happened and he came clean right away. So I was really mad. I was really upset. I spent like a week or two kind of thinking it over, but I think I was still so involved and wrapped up in the relationship and the first love that like, I couldn't let it go. Like I felt like there was more to, uh, get out of it. So we stayed together, but I was super paranoid the entire time that he was cheating on me. Um, at first he was pretty understanding of it, but towards the end, he got a little nastier in that he would like throw it back on me and be like, are you projecting? Are you cheating on me? And I'm like, I'm so loyal. Do you even like know me? Right. When you say you were, you were really paranoid, what are some of the things you were feeling and thinking and, and maybe even doing? Or saying? Um, so for example, I mean, it was hard too because he was younger. So he was still in this like very partying stage. I was definitely like, don't get me wrong. I was having fun in LA, had just moved there, but we were long distance and like he would, you know, not text all night or something. And then wait till, so it'd be like 9 p.m. to 11 a.m. no text. And I was like, fuck me. He's with someone else. He doesn't want my name to pop up. Um, there were points when I really would freak the fuck out, like calling him and shit. Um, I just, I, it really affected my trust and got me super paranoid. Um, he also studied abroad during that time for some of it. So that really freaked me out as well. And something that was hard for me, like a hard pill for me to swallow was I actually was like pretty fine with the idea of doing an open relationship as long as there were certain boundaries drawn. Like I didn't like the idea of us having sex with other people or, you know, developing emotions, but I understood that he was still in college and that it made sense for him to like 
you know, like be in college and experience that. And for me, it's more about the transparency and less about like, if you want to make out with someone at a bar, like that didn't really at the time, I don't think I could do it now. I'm too like old for that now, honestly. But like at that point in my life, like I was open to that and I would repeatedly suggest that and he would, you know, just wave it off, be like, no way. Um, and Do you we, think that open yeah. relationships with boundaries can actually work? I do. Um, I mean, I I can't speak to, for me personally, like I wouldn't want it in a marriage. I know some people are into that. I, I think it's teach his own. Um, I wouldn't want it at this point in my life when I feel like who I'm dating, I'd want to potentially marry. Mm. Um, I think when you're younger, especially with like long distance or college, it can make a lot of sense. Um, I just think I personally value honesty and transparency over anything else. Like, I think it sucks to, you know, like, for example, I have, um, I have one couple in mind in particular, uh, that they started dating in high school were long distance throughout college. They're still to this day dating. And, um, throughout college, they, they're both great people, very loyal people, but they were open because they wanted, they kind of knew, I think that they were going to end up together. So they wanted to have those experiences and like, see what's out there before they eventually like settled down. They're no longer open, but I think you know, I would always use them as an example because, uh, my ex, I almost had his name, was friends with them as well. Um, so I'd always use them as an example of why it could be a good idea, but again, he was very against it, but, um, yeah, I think it can definitely work as long as you're realistic about what you are and aren't going to be okay with. Um, and it's a joint decision. So my thing on it is I just think it's tough because if you're allowing somebody to, to connect, physically or, or somewhat emotionally with someone like you're okay with if you make out you're okay if you like cuddle you're okay if you do like some things but not others physically it's still like each of these things leads to something else and eventually like if you are like going out like meeting people hooking up with people talking to people like they're like I just feel like there's such a risk that a connection would develop because yeah. that's everything that goes into it I don't know I personally would never be able to handle it. And maybe that's because of my past experiences, but it's definitely not something that I think I ever would have been able to do. If you're having suspicions about your partner cheating on you, stay calm and scope out the situation before accusing them of doing so. My favorite way to stay calm is by taking a Mindset Wellness CBD Calm Gummy. Calm Gummies will help keep you in the right headspace to do your research and stalking and get the information you need before bringing it up to your partner and accusing them. You don't want to falsely accuse. Check out Mindset Wellness CBD's Calm Gummies today. Mindsetwellness.com and use code seeing other people at checkout for 10% off and free shipping. Yeah, well, I think we're both um, <laughs> definitely a little control freaky at time. Control yeah. freaky. That oh, makes also, it I sound think cooler. <laughs> anyone who anyone who is in the category of being anxiously attached, don't don't try it. Just don't, don't try it. it. <laughs> um, it's funny because I feel like, I mean, I don't know this for sure, but I feel like I'm probably the combination one, which is weirdly mm-hmm. like, I think less common. I'm just so anxious special. avoidant. Yeah. I think I'm anxious avoidant. <laughs> I think it depends. I mean, I'm working on all of it, but, um, but I also will say since we're on different pages of this to have a little debate going and be the devil's advocate, I think you're right. Know yourself, know what's actually like 
going to be feasible for you. Don't say you're like down with something if you're not. However, I think it's so attractive to people when you do have that trust. And I think in a way, like releasing that control, as long as you're still invested in each other and still love each other, um, I think that gives that can really strengthen a relationship I'd say like I think people a lot of the time human nature is to want what you can't have and I think if you're given the option a lot of the times you won't take it and you'll be really like especially straight guys I think they can be because they think so with their dicks (laughs) but I, I think they can be really impressed by that so it's just a personal decision though um I wouldn't I don't think I'd mind it I mean I never really successfully did it so I can't 100% say, but I I would prefer that to being cheated on any day personally. I mean, I'd prefer a lot of things to being cheated on, but uh, (laughs) yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So back to you. So you want, you like offered the open relationship. He said, no, no, no. What Mm -hmm. happened next? Well, I think we, uh, at first I like to blame it fully on him, but I do think we brought out like toxic tendencies in each other. I, I would say I'm like, typically like I have jealous tendencies a little bit, but we both made each other insanely jealous. Like we both drove each other crazy in that regard. It was crazy to me that he was jealous of me because I literally was doing nothing. Like I wouldn't even flirt with guys. It was wild. Um, I have a flirty personality, but like even that I like checked. Um, so yeah, so we're long distance for a while. And then it's his senior year. I offer it again, his senior year. And yeah, and he said no, obviously. And then, yeah, it was it was tough because it was a girl. Um, well, first of all, I'll go back a little bit. Something I would always say to him, like I would like plead with him. I'd be like, don't make me the girl, like the older girl who comes back to visit you and is like the dutiful girlfriend. And then everyone knows that you're like cheating on her. And I'm like the one in the dark. Like, I hate that idea of being like a relationship should be sacred in the sense that like, there should be things that the couple knows that outside parties don't know. And for it to be the opposite, I just find really gross yeah um so I would ask repeatedly don't make me that girl who comes back and looks stupid like especially like I mean there is a pride and age component to it especially with like college stuff I'm like I don't want to be the lame girl who's already like taking a bit of a you know an ego (laughs) like sacrificing a bit of ego to come back to college because it feels kind of lame Mm -hmm. but then on top of that to um like be like I don't know, cheated on. Um, It was tough though. It was a girl who was in my sorority. Um, She had like used my ID. Uh, I was very, very nice to her. I helped her get housing one year. Um, And the worst part for me, well, there are a lot of bad parts for being honest, but one of the worst parts for me was that he, I was worried about her. I really was. I was specifically worried about her and I would ask and he really wrote it off. He's like, we're friends. She's one of my best girlfriends. Am I not allowed to have girlfriends? Bullshit, Mm. bullshit. So that really pissed me off because I mean, I, again, I don't really want to know the details. I used to want to know and ask him, but like at this point, I, I really think it's better I'd not know. Um, but I, I do imagine, I know it's repeated, even though he 
denied that first. And I do imagine there was an emotional component to that. And it makes you second guess a lot of those experiences you have surrounding it and after the fact. Um, also, fun fact, <laughs> this is like, uh, it's kind of igniting my inner crazy, but I'm going to suppress oh it. But there's a picture of the three of us after it happened. Like, they both had the audacity to take a picture with me and like act like that's it was brutal. a big thing. That's brutal. Like I find that so next level shady. Like I will I don't think I'll ever get over that. I've gotten over the rest of it, but that pisses me off to this day. Um so yeah, and then basically fast forward, I went to his graduation after this had happened, everything. So it really made me feel stupid um and embarrassed and ashamed even though I sh- to people listening who have been cheated on, especially recently, don't be embarrassed. It's not your fault. Like, it's the person's fault. And I'm sorry if you cheated on someone, but it's your fault. You made the yeah. choice. The other person didn't choose to be put in that position. And I don't care how people see things. It it should be embarrassing for the person cheating, not the person cheated on, even if that's your gut reaction to feel that way. Um, so fast forward a few months later, this girl in uh, their grade they had graduated at this point. It was like months after it happened or continue first happened to fucking knows. But, um, this girl came over. I was like, so excited to see her. She had just moved to LA. I had like cooked for her, which I never do. So it was a big deal. Um, was so excited to see her. She's a sweetheart. Um, and she came over and she, I could tell she was really nervous. and It was a little Ooh, off. And then wow. right as we start eating, she's like, I have to tell you something. And before she said anything, I was like, you knew. I'm just going to call him John. I was like, John cheated on me. She's like, <sighs> yeah. I was like, who is it with? She's like, I can't tell you. I was like, who's it with? I can't tell you. And I just knew, you know, if she was telling me this, it was someone in the sorority because she was in it as well. And I knew immediately. I was like, you don't even have to confirm. It's fine. I was like having a panic attack. I was like, I'm so sorry. You need to go. I probably was harsher than I need to be with that. But like, I really didn't want anyone to see me in that moment. I called him. He picked up. He acted so confused. He gaslit me. He blamed me. I, but I knew I was like, I'd been waiting for this moment. So I didn't budge. And I told him, I was like, this is fucking bullshit. Like you, when you cross me, I'm sure people are listening, uh, who might've crossed me. I'm so sorry. I I can be fiery. (laughs) Um, but if you cross me and I'm like triggered, I will fucking, I get, I'm a really nice person, but I can get really scary. I will say. Self-awareness, right? Yeah. Um, But so I was like, so I was like, you have until this time to come clean to me. I know you fucking did this. Don't even try to put this on me. I'm done with that. You've been doing this to me for months. I'm done. I was like, all I'm done with you. It doesn't matter. Just you have till this time to come clean to me. He came clean to me two minutes before. He only half came clean to me. He like lied about the severity of it. I knew it was bullshit. It was actually so dramatic looking back. I feel like you have to laugh about it in a way or it's like so dramatic still. <laughs> when he told me, shout out Sammy, if you're listening. But when he told me, I was with my roommate, Caroline, who's the best. And then my friend Sammy was like, I'll come over right away. And it was so crazy because I was laying Sammy in. And that's right when... when 
So he, so he texted me at first. So I got the text and I literally just felt all the air come out of me and I just fell down. Like, it wasn't like I, I fainted or anything. I just like, and it wasn't fake, you know, it wasn't yeah. like, like it was real, but it's kind of funny. Um, but I, I just like fell down and just broke down crying. And then he tried to call me. And I ignored his calls. He was like freaking out, sending me shit. He's like, he totally changed his studio. He's like, I'm the worst person ever. You're the best. I don't deserve you. Bullshit, bullshit. And, um, and yeah, and I continued to find out more and more. <laughs> I really shouldn't be sharing this, but I think it's so funny. Um, the next day, like one of the first things I did was get an STD panel. And, um, I thought it was somewhere in network with me and it turned out my insurance had changed. And it was no longer a network. I just, I hadn't said anything to him since he said this. I just Venmoed him. <laughs> How much was it? 200. Okay. Yeah. No, it's actually bullshit. If you, you don't it right away, paid if it right you away. don't go to your actual gynecologist to get an STD check, it's 200 bucks. Yeah. And also Every time. it's like, it's ridiculous. And that's, I mean, yeah. that's part of the problem. We're not going to get into the whole like healthcare yeah, conversation, system. but like, it's that's a, part of the problem. problem. Like, yeah. I even debate, like somebody told me that like, they're not sure of the timeline of it, but like, I should probably get tested. And I was like, and I like debated it because it was 200 bucks. Right. And at the time I was making minimum wage. And I'm like, yeah. this is literally like two weeks of food for me. I hope you charged him as well. I didn't, but he got me a lot of sugar fish. We're still friends. You and Sugarfish, girl. <laughs> Anyways, I can't. Um, I'm like, that would not cut it for me. But, and I literally charged him. I was such a savage. I'm telling you, I get savage when I'm mad. I'm working on it. I think I've gotten better at it. But I literally charged him. I made it public. I don't even have a public memo. I said STD testing. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh my God. That's, and that is beautiful. Well done. Well thank done. you. Thank you. It's, it's worth the story. Honestly, yes. everything's content at the end yep. of the day, but, um, but, uh, he, he proceeded to, cause I'd blocked him on everything at this point. He proceeded to, and for a while after, sorry to blow up your spot, but it's kind of funny, um, would send me like, like, as if like with, <laughs> with like SAT vocab words would send me like as if we were in um the notebook like these emails like the most long-winded apologetic emails Aww. I was like you literally oh aw, bullshit well good he felt bad yeah he felt really bad he still feels bad he still regrets it um which good. honestly I you know talking to the listeners again like I I will say that you know honestly that did make it not initially, of course, but feel a little better. Um, I wasn't as far as I know. I mean, who knows? People are crazy. Um, but I wasn't as far as I knew. And I kind of trusted this off the bat. I don't think it had to do with him not like wanting out of a relationship. I truly don't. He tried to win me back for a long time. Um, so on an ego level that felt a little better. Mm -hmm. Um, so I apologize to people who didn't have that experience. Cause I know it can hit a little harder, like the rejection component of it as well. That being said, it, it made it harder in other ways for me because it made me want to forgive him, but I knew right. I couldn't at this point. It's so embarrassing. My parents have now, my friends have been through this twice and I had forgiven him. So it added insult to injury. And, um, and yeah, uh, yeah, well, it's, it's the whole like like 
what was it? Screw me once, shame on you, or whatever. Yeah, screw me twice, shame, twice, shame on, on me. me. But it's I like think it's, it's. I think it's. It's um, not screw. It's not screw, but I like screw. He <laughs> was is, screwing. He was screwing around for wait, sure. What is it? Um, it's um. Why hurt me once? No, something no? me Some, once, shame fool, fool, fool. <laughs> we are such wow. fools. We're, we're doing great here. We're doing great. No, we are. Um, screw I'm giving us that credit. We are doing great. This is a hard conversation, and we're doing we're doing great. Um, but yeah, so, um, tried to win me back for a while. I'm trying to think of what else happened in this time. Oh, so what I was going to say is like, I, I think at the end of the day, he just wanted to have his cake and eat it too. I think he wanted to be in an open relationship on his end, but on my end because of his jealous tendencies. And I think as hard as it was for I mean, I knew this at the time that he had a lot of growing up to do. I think I knew that during the relationship. He has since copped to that, which is a, a little growth on his end for sure. But um, but I think, I don't know. He At first, it really bothered me when people said that in a way because I was like, it's giving him a cop out. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And I think I'm someone who's been emotionally mature in that way, at least for a while where like, I never would have cheated on someone that I respected and loved or even liked. Yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty straight up, so I'd rather just break up with them. But um, so I, I felt like it was a cop out almost, especially since I'd given him that out. Um, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, like it and again, we talk about this on my Amy Chan episode, but I think it only hurts you. You know, there's that um, saying that you know, it's like drinking poison, uh, holding a grudge. Mm -hmm. And I think it only hurts you to not see it from like a zoomed out perspective and see it as not so, or see it as so personally, as opposed to like zoomed out and not so personal. So, um, I encourage people like the sooner you start reframing that narrative and making it a little less harsh on you and even them, the better, because I, admittedly spent years um holding on to that in a way like it wasn't like I was thinking about him every day or every date or whatever it wasn't like I was tech I felt like I was technically over him but I was really um letting him affect the way I was going about dates letting him affect the way I was seeing myself subconsciously I would say and um and it's really not worth it and for the last time to bring up Amy she has she just has so much wisdom but she she says in her book that if you are doing that you you know ultimately at the end of the day you're perpetuating the relationship with that person and um I think I did that for a long time and I think it took me up until this year really to like disconnect that emotional tie so but it's really, it's really, I'm telling you guys, I know it seems hard to do, but it's really feels great once you do it. It's like, it's like a cloud moving the fuck away and it, whew, yeah, do it. Highly yeah. recommend 10 out of 10. A- agree. And and also like bring Amy Chan up a million more times because she is absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, I mean, the more the more you can do for yourself to to move forward, the better. Like you do not have to define yourself or let others define you by the fact that you got cheated on or the fact that you cheated, you know, like it's something that happened. It's unfortunate. It sucks, but it's something that you can move forward from and move in the past. If you 
work through it. If you go through the motions, if you go through the steps, if you just sit there sulking, being like, every person's going to cheat on me, then like, you're not going to get yourself to a good headspace where you're going to date the right people and let yourself and let yourself be loved by the right people who aren't going to do that. Yeah, I agree. And, um, I think like, obviously we're not saying like not to feel it, like feel it, go through it. But like the sooner you can, um, forgive yourself and that person, the better. I know that's something I learned through trial and error, but even though I, I don't love that I went through this situation and aspects of it are still triggering to me and stuff. I, I think it taught me a lot. And I think really letting go of it gave me a lot of confidence in myself and, um, and a lot of insight into the type of person I want to be with. I think there was a long time and there still is a part of me that kind of liked like that immaturity in the sense that like, not that they were going to cheat on me, but that they were someone who like, I didn't feel totally stable with, you know, like the kind of drama of the push and pull or like, you know, they would poke fun at me in a way that was a bit too far. And I was like, you know, would let it slide. Like, I I think I really learned what is okay with me and what isn't. I think it'll really inform my next relationship. So Absolutely. And and that's a really good point that you brought up. And if you're struggling to get over something, whether it's a breakup where there was no cheating or if there was a breakup or like infidelity in some way, I, one thing that I've learned is the best way to be able to come to terms with something and and be able to start the process of moving forward is by figuring out what you learned from the experience. You know, it's a shitty, hurtful thing that happened to you, but turn it around, figure out what you learned about who you are and about the type of person you want to date, the type of person you want to be in a relationship. And you'll come out stronger and you'll come out better for it. Yeah. And I think it sounds corny or it sounds obvious, but it's easier said than done. Of course. I think there's thinking you did it and I think there's really doing it. And like something I've been thinking about recently, like giving my friends advice and stuff is that like, I think there's such a distinction between like a lot of people think doing the work is simply like going to therapy, talking about in therapy, um, reading a book, but then once the second they're out of therapy, the second they're not reading the book, they're not applying that wisdom. They're not reframing things. They're not stopping themselves from speaking to themselves in a certain way. They're not going on the dates and not fixing on the X or talking about the X, you know? So it's like, it's not just taking the steps. Technically it's like really practicing them. That's when you're doing the work. Yeah. 1000%. Um, Before we close out, I want to read one story that we got from a listener and then end with one final poll. I feel bad you didn't get to say your story. We're going to have to do it again because I also, as we've been talking, I've thought about a lot of things about like the third party involved and also Mm -hmm. being the friend that tells. And I think there's a part two. I'm down. We're going, no, we're going to do a part two. There's a lot more to this topic. Guys, get ready. Um, I'm so excited. I love talking to Alana. I'll talk to Alana all day. All, all day, all night. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Ooh. stay tuned for part two. Yeah. Okay, fine. All day until like 11 p.m. <laughs> no, all night, baby. Let's do it. Let's Jake, rock. It's fine. I won't take your, I won't take your woman's. All right. Um, all right. Thank you to this listener who emailed in. We're going to leave your name out, uh, of course, to keep your privacy private. I'm a 44-year-old male from Boiling Springs, South Carolina. 
My story. I love that you listen. Can you listen to mine? I want some more like older men on. Yes. <gasps> my yeah. story is this. I met my then wife in 1998 at college, and in 2001, we were married. I had a good marriage with three lovely boys. We had a great life surrounded by my career, which I was thriving in, and full support of family and friends. Fast forward to 2015 when I got a friend request from a lady who was in my youth group who I found attractive. Couldn't act on it at the time. That's so, I love it. It's so their generation. Couldn't act on it then because she was six years younger. We messaged every day and started exchanging pictures, some pretty explicit. We arranged to meet once and she fell and that fell through, but she moved back to the East Coast and lo and behold, we planned a Saturday to meet for hiking and drinks. As the day got later and the brewery closed, we went back to my car and made out. After dinner, we made out some more and decided to go back to a hotel and act out our sexual fantasies on each other. In the morning, I dropped her Wait, off. Can I say quickly? I'm so sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Uh, or I almost said reader. You're the reader uh, person who's telling this story. I think a lot of cheating comes from people being too scared to talk about like what they yeah. want sexually and like their fantasies. Like you don't, it doesn't have to be so black and white, like Madonna horror complex. Like just tell your partner, see how they respond. Yeah. Or just like watch porn, you know? <laughs> um, in the morning, I dropped her off and immediately a little guilt hit. When my wife returned home, the guilt hit hard. I cheated again with a high school friend almost a year later. The guilt was unbearable, and so I confessed. She was rightfully hurt and wanted a divorce. I tried asking for counseling, but the damage was done. My world collapsed around me, and I wish we were still together, and I didn't, wouldn't have done what I did. I live with a little guilt every day, and I wish I had her back. That's so sad. I'm sorry. I mean it sucks. It really sucks. Like, I think this can apply to any area of life. Like you have to live with the consequences of your actions. I still think if you cheated, you should, you know, feel bad for a while, like sit in it, learn from what you did. Don't, you know, prove the saying true. Once a cheater, always a cheater. That being said, you should forgive yourself eventually once you've gone through that process, because Mm -hmm. again, you don't want to bring that into future relationships and just spend you know, so much time feeling that way, but yeah, that sucks. And thank you for sharing that because I think it's really interesting as someone, I think we both have a younger female demographic for the Mm -hmm. most part. And I love hearing that perspective of it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I do think, I mean, this happened, so this happened for the first time back in 2015, it's now 2021. So it's been six years. And I think to anyone who just as, as we go forward in life and relationships and, situations and potential experiences come up consider how long like the the guilt and and sadness and and missing somebody that you once had could last for you know it's Mm -hmm. especially when there are kids involved especially when it's not just the two of you um there's a lot to lose and I think if if you really just take a step back from it and and think about that I think Maybe we could avoid some of the hurt, but um, yeah, yeah. maybe it's not worth the hotel night, you know, and this isn't to like shame the person and their story, but like, it's just true. Maybe it's not worth the hotel night. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, And you brought up the last poll question without knowing it, but um, is this true? Do we think this is true? Once a cheater, always a cheater. I do. do You do? Wait, uh, no, sorry. Let me reframe that. I think nothing is all or nothing. That sounded weird. But I think it's mostly true, I'll say. Um, I think it really takes a certain type of person to like genuinely do the work and grow and change from it. 
However, I think if you're capable of that once, I think you could be capable of it again. It could speak to the way you see relationships. Um, and I, I mean, I'm also biased by my personal experience because it did tr- like turn out to be true. So for me personally, I would never be able to um, let that slide again. So I can't so, believe it. I don't think it's always true. And I do encourage the listeners if they have cheated to um, assume it's not true and to prove me wrong. Uh, it's just in my experience, it has been, but I don't know. It really depends if you're willing to put in the work and to, you know, change your ways. So I hope you are. I hope I'm wrong. I agree with that. And and I like what you said about like, prove, prove me wrong, because I yeah, think please. <laughs> in, in the experiences that I've seen, it, it has been true that once a cheater, always a cheater. I mean, even um, I, I just saw somebody get engaged and like, I know like six different cheating occurrences that happened. And do I know if he cheated on the person he just got engaged to? I don't know. Do I know he's cheated like six times in the past? Yes. Do I also know that like five years into this relationship about a year ago, he was texting one of my friends saying he missed her? Yes. So do I know if cheating actually happened? No, but like the thought of it was there. Um, and that was really disappointing to see, you know, sometimes you like, you see people and and go through life and get to relationships and you're like proud of them. And then, and then this happens and you're like, damn, you know? So I think it's, sorry to interrupt you. I think it's so hard too, because like, I, I commiserate for the people who like, you know, in my situation, at least like were, um, kind of on the outskirts and not close enough with me to really say anything, but I'm seeing them at parties. I'm saying, hi, they're more friends with him, whatever. Um, because it's a tough position to be put in. And something that also embarrassed me is I know in the past when like, not now as much, but like in the past when I would see, cause it unfortunately wasn't an uncommon occurrence at my school, but like when I would see the older girls come back and they're like low key getting cheated on or whatever. Yeah. Um, I felt bad. I wanted to say something. I knew it wasn't my place. Um, but also like, I do think, and this is a little controversial, but I do think there are certain girls who, or women or men or people who are a bit, don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, and I look back and I wonder if people thought that was me. Um, it wasn't <laughs> obviously, yeah. but, um, but I do think that that can be situational. Like I think for some people fulfilling this image of what they think they want or what they've worked on is more important to them than, you know, knowing or yeah, or the fact that they have cheated. So I don't know. Stay tuned for part two. Stay tuned. We have so much to talk about. We have this so much more to talk about. Cause I'm cause, excited though. Thank you for doing this with me. I oh my God. This. No, thank you. And yeah, look, like I I've been cheated on. I've, I've never cheated on someone, but I've been cheated on and in a few different situations, I was the, the other woman, if you will. Interesting. I was only once, um, it was only a makeout. I'm like trying to justify myself already. <laughs> it was only a makeout and I felt really bad after and I cut it off. But it was definitely like emotional cheating leading to a makeout in college. And, and I did, I mean, obviously I wasn't cut and dry the cheater. I was the other woman, but I... I feel like I did learn from that and I did. Yeah. It's it's something that I definitely feel a lot of guilt for even today. Um, And one of the couples is still together and now engaged. Do Um, they know? Does she know? I I don't know. To this day, I do not know. And 
I also, and, and this is just a teaser to look out for the next one, but dun, I, was, dun, dun. I, I just not, do this with you because you're a last name. It's not my fault. Okay. I was not the only person that he was cheating with. And there was actually like almost like a fight. There was like team Alana and team this other girl. And about and, the girls cheating. The other, no, it was, there was, okay, there's Sky, let's call him, let's call him Alex, and let's call this girl Sam. Ramona. <laughs> I don't know why they came, like, let's, Real Housewives. And Sam. Alex was cheating on his girlfriend, Abby, mm. with me and Sam. And everyone knew that Alex was dating Abby, but there was, like, Team Alana and Team Sam. That and makes no sense. That's he was cheating weird. on Abby. Was this, yeah, poor Abby. Was this in, like, college? This, this was, sounds this very was senior immature. year of college. Okay, I was going to sound this say, this sounds very, like, but, that's funny. But, but um, what's his name? Alex and Abby are still together. Yeah, I love how you're like, what's his fake name? I'm like, what's his <laughs> fake name? Um it's so crazy. Anywho, stay tuned for that. We're going to get yes. into all of that. Um, Caitlin, I thank you so much you. for being here. Where can everyone find you? Where can everyone find What the Fuck's Up pod? Yes. Um, thank you so much, Lana. This was so fun. I love coming on other podcasts. I've only done like, I don't know, a handful, but um, but I always have the best time. You can follow me at my personal Instagram account, CKNY1213. And please listen to the podcast. I think Alana and I have uh, pretty similar vibes and that, you know, her listeners will enjoy it too. So, you know, if you have gone through all your seeing other people episodes, uh, follow uh, What the Fuck's Up podcast. Fuck is with a star because Apple Podcasts. And um, and follow the Instagram, which is at WTF Sup Pod with two Ps. And yeah, thank you again, Alana. This was so fun. And um, I do feel like, full disclosure, um, when I've talked about this in the past, I've been a little more emotionally attached and a little more um, triggered by it still. So it was nice to do this in a better headspace about it, having yeah. done some of that work. So I love to hear that, and I'm really proud of you. Thanks, I'm proud um, of you too. Thanks. Also, Jake, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what? such a Jake fan. I've never met him. Well, because you've moved forward with someone, haven't let it drag in. This is true. Shout out, Jake. What's up, Jake? Yeah, um, Jake definitely thinks I'm weird. He's like, who is this I mean, bitch? Jake thinks I'm weird, so. Okay, that works. It's cool. That's fine. Uh, all right, to everyone who listened, thank you so much. Thanks for getting through all, like, 70, 80 minutes of this. Honestly, we love worth you. It. We Leave love a five-star you. rating review. Follow me at Alana.Done everywhere. Follow Caitlin. Follow Seeing Other People. Follow What the Fuck's Up pod. Uh, and we will talk to you later or you will listen to us later. 